The following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and 12. A total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and 12 is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, hour number two of first and 12. Welcome on in, Alex Curie, Mitch Harper. Mitch Harper's still in the great state of Texas. I'm envious. Uh, although I'm not envious of the, of the travel day that you're going to have ahead of you, but you know, uh, it's, always, it's always fun to be down there in the Lone Star State. As an atmosphere, though, how did you like the stadium? Bevo was in attendance. Uh, Bevo's always in attendance in, the, in his little pen down there. I know you were talking about how the you know it's kind of an older stadium. It is. They just keep adding seats in there. Did they did they end up eclipsing that hundred thousand that they were looking forward to this weekend? They did, and they had one hundred one thousand fans in in the in the attendance, and that was nice. the third ever BYU game with more than a hundred thousand fans. So it was a big crowd, big showing of BYU fans. It, it was just kind of a, a, a weird game in the fact that. There wasn't much to get amped about. It never felt like the game was in doubt either. It was more Texas fans were kind of antsy with their team going, hey, punch it in on fourth and two. What's going on here? And BYU fans just didn't have much to really get pumped about. So – uh, but it was fun, though. It was just the history in that in that venue. Big Bertha, that drum is massive. Oh, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun to, to be the there. Seven, and, what was it, the 700th hosting of a game there at that stadium? Like, that's yes. a – this mm-hmm. is a Blue Blood program. 700 games that they're hosting at their own place. I mean, you think about how many games that they've played, one of the storied programs in college football. we got to jump in here. we got tons of stuff going on here on the program with your second arrow, of course. It's one of our set pieces that we love every week. We go through, we argue about it, we uh, we toss and turn over it every week. It is our Big 12 Power Rankings. Let's jump in right here. The Big 12 Power Rankings Big Board. A weekly rank of all 12 programs from the elite to the bottom dwellers. All right, Alex, I'm going to throw a curveball on this one because oh, we really? want to have the, the audience engaged on this throughout. I think we start at the bottom this week and work okay. our way up to one because I think there's more suspense at the top. Who's going to be number one this week with a little bit of movement there at the top potentially. So let's start at the bottom and we'll go with number like 14, it. Cincinnati. They lose to Oklahoma State 45-13. to 13. They remain winless in Big 12 play. Pretty self-explanatory, keeping the Bearcats at the bottom. We said the same thing last week, right? I mean, Coach Satterfield's got, uh, I mean, a lot to figure out. Uh, in his life, man, <laughs> like it's not just at this point. It's not just like your team. Then you start looking in the mirror, going, "Who am I? What do I do? Am I a football? Am I a football coach? Am I supposed to be doing this?" And when you're behind Houston now on a on a weekly basis, and we're now two weeks in a row that Cincinnati's been at the very very bottom of this thing, it's not a good place to be. But uh, but there you go, another bottom dweller, Houston at number thirteen. I mean. They are making a run to be the very, very worst because 41-0 to zero is about as bad as, as a – I mean, that's like Rice didn't even look that bad against Texas. Like, or, you know, I mean, th- this is this – is, these are the types of numbers you get in the very front end of the season. You don't lay an egg, an absolute zero burger in the Big 12 if you're Houston, man. Dana Holgerson, figure it out, brother. And the AAC, ex-AAC teams round out the bottom three. Number 12, UCF, who also, like Cincinnati – remains winless in league play after falling to West Virginia. 
Baylor, of course, uh, is at number 11. And, again, a lot of these bottom-dwelling teams, like they, they could switch around and be <laughs> worse than one another on any given week. So I guess there's that. But Baylor just cannot find its footing, and I know they're trying to figure out stuff on offense. You know, BYU's at least in that same category of, like, who are they on, on the offensive side of the football? But BYU certainly won a lot more games than Baylor has. I do want to say something about number 10 in this Texas Tech team. Now, they were on a bye, uh, but I think that you almost make an argument that they could have shifted down this week after all the daggum noise about spitting and, and like, Joey McGuire calling another press conference, like, and everybody had a heyday with it. We played that old Seinfeld clip of the magic loogie from Keith Hernandez on uh, on Kramer and Newman. And I, I'm telling you, that's what it felt like. Why spend time on this? And then everybody went back and found about 50 clips of different Texas Tech players spitting on people over the years. And I think we kind of figured out what their team's about. So there you go. Yeah. Num- Bad look number for 10 Texas Tech. Tech. It was terrible. It was so dumb. And their university issued a statement on it saying we've now handled the matter internally after Eddie Heckard came out and showed his film that he got right. spit on too. So not a good look at all. Speaking of Eddie Heckard, him and the BYU Cougars, they drop, but not much because those bottom teams are pretty bad. Number nine, BYU, moves down from eight last week to nine. It feels maybe a little high, but still, you got to give BYU credit. They've won two games, which has been tough for newcomers to pull off. Yeah, TCU is at uh, eight this week, and, you know, they just kind of sit there, and, and there they are, and they haven't – I mean, obviously when they beat BYU uh, and then had such a bad outing last week against Kansas State, because BYU has such a poor showing on the offensive side, I think we ended up putting them back there at that nine spot, which is kind of where they've been, you know, at the beginning of the season, that nine ten spot. BYU's kind of finding themselves exactly where we thought they were. You know who hasn't, though, is West Virginia at number seven. I mean, Neil Brown and his guys, they go to they go to Orlando and get the win. I mean, it's this is going to be a heck of a game next week in Morgantown. At least you hope so because they just seem to be getting better every week. I mean, they're up and down certainly, but I was not anticipating them going in and hanging a 41 at Orlando on UCF this week. I mean, my goodness, they're 5-3. and three. They're a win away from being bowl eligible. Uh, you know, cool down the, uh, the Neil Brown talk about getting fired that we all heard at the beginning of the season. No question. And another team that's been a big surprise is at number six, Iowa State. Eli Sanders, he rushed for a nice performance, 14 carries, 90 yards. Cartavius Norton as well, he chipped in another 58. Iowa State is just continuing to play just sound football, complimentary football with both the passing game on the offense and defense. I mean, it's just kind of coming together. Matt Campbell has got to be really excited about the future of this program because – they're the youngest team in the Big 12, and they're already, you know, among the top teams this year contending for a Big 12 title. I mean, Iowa State controls their destiny to get to Arlington, so they sit at number six, but, man, they are trending up as we move forward down the stretch run. Yeah, and the other reason they're at six and not a little bit higher is because all the teams in front of them are all performing as well. By the way, to have that front end of the season weirdness with the gambling and, and all of that, you could have seen Iowa State just crumble and go, yeah, we're, we got to figure our program out a little bit. No such thing. I mean, they're just they're winning games even with those distractions. Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy, congrats, man. I mean, we apologize. Mitch apologizes. We got after you at the, at the beginning you? of the year. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but listen, we got after Oklahoma State because you're sure. going, you expect, hey, man, we expect more out of, out of Mike Gundy. But this is what we expect out of Mike Gundy, figuring things out. The team gets better as the year goes along, and they're going to get scary 
they're going to beat Oklahoma in that Bedlam series. You watch, Mitch, mm. and all you can hope is that maybe BYU uh, can can catch a, a an exhausted Oklahoma State team at the end of the year. Who? But the problem is, is they might be in the mix too. They might be end up in some sort of a weird tiebreaker and and in that conversation. And so they're going to need every one of those wins, including maybe putting one on BYU in Stillwater at the very end of the season. So Oklahoma State uh, is your number five team there. And then Kansas at four. We had a little back and forth about whether or not Kansas should be above Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State beat Kansas. But I think they earned their spot into that fourth uh, slot this week, Mitch, because of that win over Oklahoma. It's probably one of the better wins in the whole conference this entire year. No question. Number three, Kansas State. They are looking great right now. 41-0 win over Houston, playing their best football at the right time. Chris Kleiman, he was confident coming into the year at Big 12 Media Days that, you know, please sleep on us because we're going to be good again. It was kind of the vibes. And then you thought in the beginning of the year, you're like, oh, that might have been the, the wrong direction there, Kleiman. But For sure. don't don't doubt that guy out because 6-2, and 4-1, and one, and I still feel like, They've even got more to be had with the way that they're playing. Really good stuff from Kansas State. And this is where it gets interesting. Alex, who's going to be at one this week? Well, number one, it's the Texas Longhorns. They go to the top spot after defeating BYU 35-6. to That means Oklahoma slides to number two. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think that's the right move there that we're pulling, pulling uh, that switch? I sent some strongly worded text messages about whether or not this should be the case, but I, I feel at peace now with it. Uh, yes, because Oklahoma did beat Texas. I mean, and they have the same exact record. They have the same exact conference record. Uh, but when you talk about, you know, just that immediate trending, what's going on right now, I mean, Texas is going to be ranked above Oklahoma this week, likely in – uh, you know, the college football yep. playoff rankings when those roll out. So uh, Oklahoma's going to have to do more, and and you're going to have to see – you're going to have to see something. I mean, you could really see Oklahoma lose two more games in conference play. That's yeah. not a wild thing to say because they've been so bad on defense. And, yeah, I look at it and I go, could you imagine a Kansas State, Iowa State – uh, a, a championship game in Arlington after <laughs> Brett Yormark, you know, yelling from the tops of the mountains saying, thank heavens we don't have to have Texas and Oklahoma in that thing. But, like, if you would have said, yeah, Iowa State, Kansas State in the in the uh, championship game, no way. But, I mean, they're, those guys are both on their way. Kansas State has scored 41 in the last two weeks. They went 41-0 this week. They went 41-3 to last week against TCU. Is this maybe the best team in the conference? We could end up putting them at the top of the list. Uh, well, all things said and done here. And also, too, as we wrap this up, I mean, Texas, they've scored 30-plus points in each of their first eight games. That's the first time in their history that they've ever done that. You think about all those Vince Young, Colt McCoy, yeah, major Applewhite offenses. They never did what this Texas offense is doing. Even though they got a backup in Malik Murphy, who looked at times shaky, but I still think that the talent around him is just top shelf. And they're, they're going to be a favorite the rest of the way. They're going to get to Arlington. Texas is not going down, whereas I think you're right, Alex. Oklahoma looks like those issues showed up again where they could go down a couple times, maybe, in November if they don't turn things around. I thought uh, it was really rude you left Chris Sims off that list of uh, Texas quarterbacks. How dare you? <laughs> All right, uh, we'll take the break here. We'll come back. We've got so much still to jump into. Uh, we've got our sound roundup for the week. Uh, we also have our, our, our whip around, of course, here regionally. Your uh, all the teams that are going to be heading into the Big 12 next week or uh, next week. Boy, I wish it was next week, uh, next year, and how they fared this week. So stay with us. It is 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. It is 102.7 FM at 11:60 AM. 
KSL News Radio. And this is First and 12, Mitch Harper, Alex Keery. Back for more next. Stay with us.